This is Silicon Valley Tech, Behind the Scenes, a podcast hosted by Sean Flynn and Sunil S. Ronka. Here's where we talk to the real heroes to find out how decisions are made and how they're executed to create the thriving businesses of tomorrow. Thousands and thousands of miles away, that gives you a tremendous set of confidence. So that was the first aha moment in a very, very small environment, small company that we were back then. And then obviously along the way, many, many aha moments came as we rolled out new products, you know, new geographies that we opened up. The first million dollar deal, the first hundred thousand dollar deal, the first, uh, we had different products. Anytime you have a first sale of that first uh, version, obviously gives you that confidence. The first customer customer going on stage and speaking about you, you feel so good because till then it's only you who have spoken, right? And when you have somebody else who has nothing to do with you, comes and talks and praises about your product, your service, your people, that gives you so much satisfaction and the energy to go even more. We're going to continue where we left off last week. Now, last week we talked about the journey from a company growing from four people to over 2,316 years. We talked about not taking any money and being sustainable and profitable for 10 years with exceptional growth. We talked about having 1,300 global partners and, you know, how should one look at customer service now and in the future? But on this week's episode, we go even further and we talk about what's going to happen post-COVID with automation and how it's going to help companies. We talk about what happens when a management team makes an unpopular decision but still knows they have to implement it. We talk about how businesses are going to adapt in the coming years with implementing new technologies and much more. So let's start today's episode of Silicon Valley Tech. If somebody's new and somebody's listening to this podcast and they want to start on an RPA journey, what would be your advice? And before that, for our other for our listeners, some of them might not be familiar with some of the terms used: RPA, robotic process automation. You give us just a two-sentence definition of that for your answer. Yes, that would be a good start. <laughs> so we are in a space called RPA, which is Robotic Process Automation. Essentially, it's a software that does all the work that a human does in a repetitive fashion over and over again. And that's the business that we are in. We have millions of transactions processed on a daily basis, which don't require too much of sort of intelligence per se. It is just moving of data across various applications. And that's where RPA comes in very handy. It's a very fast-growing market. It's a very attractive market because it's a classic supply-demand problem today. The demand from customers is huge. Supply from the vendors and partners is picking up, but it's not close to what customers need. So there is tremendous opportunities for people who want to grow the skills in the RPA space. We tie with a lot of universities where RPA is part of the curriculum, actually. So that obviously gives a tremendous boost to the students who take that course and come out and graduate and either take an internship or a job. It gives them that edge for sure. If you are a student or if you are fresh in the market for the job, RPA developer, there are lots and lots of roles even in the RPA space, right? So once somebody who is developing the bot, somebody who is you know, doing the support on those somebody who is designing a solution around the RPA, somebody who can look at the opportunities and what are the best opportunities to automate, right? I mean, that is a very rare skill as well. 
there are lots of opportunities in that if you are an individual person and we have lots of courses on our website uh, there is lots of material on the web just in general on rpa most courses are free you can go learn educate yourself and uh, improve your chances dramatically to enhance your career in rpa and if you are small consulting firm and if you haven't ventured into the rpa i mean obviously there are you can partner with one of the vendors and offer your rpa expertise and there are, again as i said customers are looking for these expertise there is just not enough people in the market to provide this expertise so there is lots of opportunities rishabh this is great if i am a cio cxo and who wants to take up the journey of automation within my organization what are the different things i should be doing so first and foremost being a cxo in an organization and thinking automation that's the first big step that we encourage people to take because often automation comes with a lot of roadblock mainly in terms of people because it requires change automation is a synonym to change and all of us don't like change so the fact that you are thinking automation that is a first very big step because coming top down will definitely help create that mindset across your organization the first one of the things that we encourage the cxos to do is to spread the awareness and make people less fear about automation you know help them embrace the automation encourage them to build automation deploy automations in any form and any capacity because when they see it working right in front of them helping them doing and letting them do more value added work they themselves are the champions and the evangelists who will take this to the next level so as a cio all you can do is provide the infrastructure and the support but your entire organization and the people who are doing this automation are the ones who are going to take it further and you need them on their side this is not one of those you know enterprise software type of a deployment that you do it and then they are using it on a day to day basis people can build automation every single day and come up with new ideas on how you can connect all these different systems come up with solution that you haven't even thought for come up with profit there are ways where you can save costs but there are also ways where you can make profits and generate revenues you know automation ideas can you know generate revenues as well so from a cxo point of view you know enabling the organization and setting it up for the success is number one criteria and then obviously is what you want to do if you are truly thinking strategic then you need to look at automation platforms that provide you a complete comprehensive solution from front office to back office to middle office to intelligent insights all of that together and something that is you know easy to adopt because as it is you have enough applications that we all touch if there is one more application and it's hard enough it's not going to fly so it ha- it has to be very frictionless very easy maybe even cloud based web based those things make much more difference in uh, today's world especially in millennials where you want to make things easy for them to adopt things so combination of those things as, as a cxo for sure you should look into and the other thing is obviously the footprint right the footprint of ecosystem that can help you support do you want to do this yourself do you want to do it with the rpa vendor do you want to do it as a combination of your own team rpa vendor and a partner together those are some of the question it may not happen on the initial ground but it will come and you need to be prepared to think through those questions as well because that will define that ecosystem if formed correctly 
will decide how far you go and what kind of impact do you see in your organization so thinking through all the steps right from inception to scaling it and to transforming your organization together as a holistic view will definitely help find how successful your journey is going to be so with implementing this technology I would gather that some people might be a little worried, a little scared that their jobs might be replaced. But at the same time, if they don't upgrade their systems, upgrade how they do business, their companies themselves as a whole might become obsolete. How does one consider implementing this technology and making maybe those hard decisions? I think what we have learned last three months during this pandemic is that the adoption and the inclination of large organizations. to move to cloud has accelerated significantly something even we did not anticipate we thought it will take a new course when some of these large enterprises including banks and healthcare companies will move but those discussions have happened we we speak to a lot of these cxos all the time from large organizations and their appetite for cloud and cleanness towards that is increasing dramatically so in order to adopt the rpa in a very rapid manner especially given that everybody is always working from home things need to be simple and whatever we as a vendor can do to make things frictionless for a customer will always and this adoption of cloud is one of the things that we are seeing picking up big time in the market our latest product is cloud native that helped a lot uh, it's called a2019 so it's literally within minute you can just go and you know start your automation journey uh, because it's all saas based cloud based implementation so that definitely has will play a big role and i think as i mentioned earlier as well where there is always this fear about job loss when it comes to automation but i think that has gone away to certain extent over last few years in early days it used to be the case but now people have realized that it's not about that i think what automation brings is the opportunities as an organization that you never had access to before because you just never had that kind of bandwidth so right now it's about unlocking those opportunities and figuring out what is that right fit for your business because everybody in a way struggling during this tough times of covid situation you have to find the right opportunity with automation that can help you fight your competition in your space if you can find those revenue generating opportunities in a very quick time that will tremendously give you a boost as an organization and we are actually seeing some of those things especially in pharmaceutical business where you can take the drug to the market even two months earlier that has an impact obviously on that organization from a business point of view but on the humanity where we get access to those drugs much faster so we are seeing extreme cases of this implementation and i think some of the things that we are doing we feel very good about it as a technology roadmap and i see that evolving obviously more and more of ai you know sort of being built into the product product telling you what you should do as opposed to you telling that's going to be the sort of the theme for next several years and we are already you know investing along those lines where you know a lot of prescriptive sort of uh, steps to the customers saying that these are the things you should be doing and that will go a long way in our view this perfect managing a team have you ever made an unpopular decision and if so how was that decision made and implemented what was the key takeaway from it fortunately i have not made any unpopular <laughs> decision yet and i hope to keep it that way 
Uh, you always make some mistakes here and there in hiring. I think the what we've learned running this business is that if you make a mistake, don't live with it for too long. Otherwise, you know, it has all sorts of other ripple effects. The moment you realize, you just cut the cord and you move on. You make that pivot, whatever change you need to do. And it's not just about people. I'm just saying in general. Sometimes you roll out products and you realize you're not seeing the returns that you thought you would. The best thing you can do is cut that product line right away as opposed to you know sitting on it for several years because it will distract you. So one thing that has tremendously paid dividend is that we've always stayed through course of automation. In the last 17 years, many, many opportunities came our way, but we always stuck to the concept of automation, pure automation, you know, horizontal, agnostic automation. And all those and that focus is paying off big time today. If we had diverted and made anything specific to certain types of application, that is not valued as much in today's market. The fact that you can automate using automation anywhere across 4,000 different applications in your landscape, that is a value. So that focus helped us a lot, but there are lots of mistakes that we made. I mean, there's no doubt about that. The idea is that do you realize that it's a mistake intellectually, you know, being honest with your own self. If you admit that, what is, figuring out how to best correct it in the shortest possible time is the only answer. If you don't do it, then you're going to pay the price for it at some point. Perfect. So, Rishabh, I'm going to ask a question which is you have one of the very few companies in the world who have received the most wanted funding from SoftBank. How did that happen? And what was that experience look like? So back in 2018, obviously, when we are growing tremendously, as we keep on acquiring customers and partners, and you know, we talk to a lot of industry experts around the world, and we, including the analysts, we saw that there is a tremendous potential for this space, which we always believed, but you know, the quantification kept on happening where it's in billions of dollars. And we are at one point where as a company with certain funding, certain set of pool of people, if you just grow incrementally, it's not gonna cut it. So and obviously it gives opportunities for, you know, other players to come in. And we decided at that point wherein we wanted to, you know, differentiate ourselves become a true leader and be on a growth path that is hard to match. And that is the reason why we decided to seek external funding to basically give that, propel that sort of a growth that other companies haven't thought of. Because you always have to be competitively ahead of the rest. And that is why we started seeking external funding and obviously cop dev team and finance team and all of those they vetted out all the possible investors and obviously we we're fortunate enough to you know have funding from softbank and helped tremendously as well in terms of guiding us and obviously investors do come with their connections as well so helping us make deals etc but i mean we have other good investors which we are very fortunate to have as well like the goldman sachs and nea general atlantic all very well known. We are extremely proud to uh, have them on our side as well. So, I mean, it's all good so far. And we have a very, very healthy relation with all of our investors and board members. And uh, with their guidance and collective wisdom, we hope to cross many, many new milestones in our journey. Now, in this interview, we've talked about SoftBank, we've talked about robotic process automation, we've talked about growing a company from four people to you know, having 1,300 global partners. I mean, we've covered so much. 
What's one thing that we haven't talked about that you'd want our listeners to take away from this interview? What I would highly encourage all the listeners is to think what automation can do to your life, your organization, your ecosystem that you are in. Because we truly believe that an idea can come from anywhere. What that means is, for example, we have this concept of bot store. We let anyone and everyone around the world, an individual developer to a large organization, to publish their bots on our bot store where millions of people can access it. Now, it can be a simple idea that can save you two hours, or it can be a groundbreaking idea that can help define a new way of doing work completely. So what I would encourage is think of ways where automation can truly impact lives. You have all the tools available to get yourself acquainted with the technology, the market space, its potential, etc. That thinking from an automation microscope and a lens is super important. And if you can do that, I think you will be very, very valuable player wherever you go, whichever team you are part of. As long as you can, we are in automation space, obviously, I can talk very passionately about automation. And if you start thinking of looking at any process with an automation lens, it puts you in a different category compared to the rest of your peers. And that is one thing I would encourage all the listeners to do is don't get stuck into these tactical things or some things which is right in front of you, but see what you can do to impact the organization organization ecosystem you are by thinking automation and if you keep thinking you will teach two of your colleagues your entire team your organization to think automation and that will have a far far better impact than just you know creating certain skills in rpa because you know that's very tactical that anybody will be doing anyway but this will truly change lives in my opinion and i've seen it in my own eyes right in front of me a lot of my customers partners a lot of my employees my own life because when you think through automation lens, you think differently. And that's one piece of advice from myself. And Rishab, if anyone wants to learn more about you, your company, what you're working on, what's the best way to go about doing it? The best way to do, go about doing it is, you know, you go to automationanywhere.com. The first and foremost is we have Automation Anywhere University, which is open to all. We have an A-People community, which is, again, open to all, where thousands of our users are sharing their ideas thoughts and issues and concerns and people responding and helping each other out. So there is lots of curriculum, lots of material on our website, on our portals. So I think that's the best way to start if you want to learn more. Rishabh, as you rightly said, customers are the most important part of any journey. You've been part of the customer success. In my opinion, it's one of the most important part of the an organization's success. So being in this role, leading the uh, customer success organization for Automation Anywhere, I consider myself very fortunate because what that does is it gives me complete 360-degree view of a customer. Why they want RPA to, you know, how they go about choosing it, how they go about implementing initial successes, and how they go about thinking bigger from that point of view. And what all of those mean to automation anywhere, right? Because we have to do a lot of things to help them support and scale and grow in their journey as well. So connecting all those dots together obviously gives me a tremendous, you know, view and a line of sight across many, many different intersections and uh, lots of intelligence that comes from that exercise. 
that's a very fortunate position to be in you are very close to the technology you are very close to the partner you are very close to the customer ecosystem and rest of our organization and i think what we have seen is in early days people used to think you know when rpa was not too mature in terms of its awareness and as a market people used to take this crawl walk run type of approach where you want to do something small when you see the return then only you go to the next step and next step and so on and so forth and now we have enough customer success stories out there in the market where people have seen tremendous benefits not just in terms of savings and dollars but the kind of things they could never do before and that has opened up wealth of opportunities for our customers in terms of growing big soon and doing so only helps them because think of it this way if i take a crawl walk run approach and i have paced that out over three years then my run phase comes in the third year i am not forcing myself to do something different something drastic in the first year and nowadays we are seeing lot of our customers taking those bold decisions in early part of the rpa journey and they are paying off because there are always these early adopters people who want to not go by the status quo and you want to challenge situation that you are in and people who are aggressive who want to be ahead of the competition and rpa is one of the biggest levers that you can use to get there so that's one thing we are seeing a clear difference in the market where people are going big on get go and using rpa at the front and center of strategy in the journey and obviously from our point of view you know we learn every single implementation as we go along and we are there to help them across all fronts from customer success point of view and uh, we'll continue to do so fantastic and rashab from sunil and myself we want to thank you for your time today on silicon valley tech thank you so much rashab it was a pleasure talking to you thank you guys Thank you for listening to Silicon Valley Tech Behind the Scenes. To find out more, contact the team or to be a guest on the show, visit our website at siliconvalleytechpodcasts.com. We look forward to hearing from you and remember to support the show by leaving a review to encourage us to keep creating great content like this.